This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello, welcome to a special edition of... Who are you? Um, really sort of over the uh, US Open weekend at the um, LA Country Club, um, which is a very exclusive club, um, but one that we're getting to with a story, I think, in, in a while. Uh, we're joined, obviously, by uh, your main host of Who Are You? I've sort of hijacked this edition. Uh, we're joined by Stephen. Hello, Stephen. Sorry to hijack your show, fella. That's no, all right. It's nice to have nice to have the company and and your expertise for this special edition. You stitched me right up there, <laughs> yeah. Nice one, thanks for that. We are joined um, by Millwall's famous, most famous golfer, uh, silver medalist at the Open, uh, the one and only uh, Alfie Plant. How are you doing, fella? Yeah, good evening, boys. Yeah, I bet there ain't too many uh, Millwall golfers to beat. So uh, yeah, easy. Not professionals, anyway. Not professionals. Yeah. No, 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 not, not professionals. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. And we're joined by Alfie's dad, Darren. Hello, mate. You're all right. Mate, yeah, good, all good. Um, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. Old um, Gary Alexander's boy looks quite good, up and coming. His young lad looks quite good. Oh, okay. He posted, he posted a video the other day of him um, doing a drive on the. Um, off the tee, and uh, yeah, he looked as if there's something about him. I think there's something growing there, mate. So, mind not it for him. He could be golf. I'll send I'll send your old man the link afterwards and have a look at it. So, uh, yeah, go for it. <laughs> so, yeah, go on, Stephen. I'll let you start. It is technically your show. Um, as you've done a whole series of it last year, so yeah, you might as well crack on. No, I, I was actually going to start with obviously, there's a lot of people that like myself. You know, people that play golf that that perhaps, you know, do it uh, maybe on a Saturday afternoon every so often. But um, what was the what was the deciding factor to perhaps not go to football and go to golf instead? Uh, you'd have to ask my ex-managers that, but um, they told me I was too small, too slow, um, and that was the end of that, really. So, funny enough, it, it, um, it, it was because he gave up football, he took up golf. He, he actually played for West Ham's academy. <laughs> <laughs> that nearly killed me. That's, that's the retention rate. That, he, <laughs> he, he actually played in the same team as John Joe Silvey when he, when he was younger. Okay. And um, after training one night, he said, Dad, he said, um, he couldn't run as fast as him. He was only a small boy. 
He said, I don't like football, Dad. I, I don't want to play no more. I just want to play golf. And that was about 10, 11 years of age. And uh, it turned out to be the best thing I've ever done. <laughs> and I didn't have to go to Chadwell Reef every other, every other night. <laughs> and, I mean, obviously, in terms of, you know, being Millwall fans, I'm assuming turning up at, at West Ham possibly wasn't the uh, wasn't the, the the first choice, but it was the opportunity that was given to yeah. you. Why, why Millwall? Where where did the Millwall link start from? Go on, you might as well Well, we come from Old Kent Road as a family, and um, I lived up Pepys Hill um, most of my younger life, Omni Road, and uh, kind of the old family's Millwall. So it was, you know, you carry it on, don't you? Your kids carry it on, and uh, so yeah, it's, it's in your blood, isn't it? Absolutely. I think most most people that I've done this with and spoke to, there tends to be their dad or their granddad or, or somebody that's taken them to their first game, or and, and that's kind of where the kind of the love affair, if you will, comes in. Do, do you remember both of your first games at all? I don't. I was too young. <laughs> I remember my first game. I was in the seventies at some time um, as, a, as a young kid. Um, but no, I remember. I remember taking Alf down Millwall when um, Bethel was it? Who used to do the half-time thing? Um, uh, Chris Bethel. Bethel Chris yeah. Bethel used to do the half-time thing. Used to get on the pitch and used to score a penalty or kick through an hole, and you'd, you'd win a mountain bike. And Alf won a mountain bike, and we had to go up uh, Surrey Keys and pick the bike up. So that was a good story. But, and, yeah. Uh, I might be wrong here, but I think uh, obviously doing my research before the show, Alfie, did you ever get to go to the the old den? I think you're slightly younger than myself, so you might have just missed the old den. I don't think I did. No, I don't think I did. Yeah, so it's always been the new den for me. <laughs> and and Darren, obviously memories of the old ground. What was the old den yeah. like for you? Yeah, it was um, it was wonderful. Wasn't it? You could walk all around it. Um, yeah. It was great. It was uh, it was nothing like it was there, you know. It's um, scary to go into as an opposition and uh, just great as a young kid running round it. Really, you know what I mean? It was, uh, it was an adventure, wasn't it? <laughs> I mean, unfortunately, as I say, I just missed. I mean, my my first game uh, was at what what is now the new den. My, I hear stories from my dad of what the the old ground was like. Where 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 was your spot? Where did you was you in one particular area or did you move around? As you say, you like to run around as yeah, it's probably halfway line. But you, you had all different areas, different groups of people, and you know just sort of wandered about in it, didn't you? Eat some peanuts and and uh, you know caused a bit of mayhem and, and wandered about. Allegedly, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. <laughs> Of course, allegedly, allegedly <laughs> get into trouble. And now at the obviously at the, I, I don't like to call it the the new den for me. It's the den. Obviously, we've been there now. This is the the thirty thirty years. Um, where do you see it? Where where are you based when you get to home games? Well, we've been well, kind of. My niece, my niece is with. Um, she's marrying Danny McNamara. Um, they're having a baby together, and. Um, her dad's got a box, Danny Bennett. They got a box down there, so we, we go in the box down there. Nice. Uh, we sit in the box with them, so we're, we're a bit posh now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just know you've left there. You don't get corn sandwiches there, mate. I can tell you. <laughs> left the stand behind. Although to be fair, I think the, the beauty of our ground is wherever you are in the ground. I don't think you lose any atmosphere wherever you're in it. I mean, obviously the box is slightly different because you're not on the terrace. Yeah, well, you're still. We was always in the family enclosure with the kids and that. I was always in there with them, so that's, that's predominantly where we was. And 
obviously you guys said that you didn't remember your, your your first games. What's the first memories that you have of of a game? Um, Darren, we'll start start with you first. Oh, I remember the first memory was Golden Jago. Golden Jago, yeah, that's that's, that's my first memory of a, a manager. Um, but there's been so many different games, uh, too many games really, and too many tear ups. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's amazing when you ask people that question because you you know especially those the say that we've had some older viewers and younger viewers on the show and you know you sort of think how many games have you probably racked up over your time following the club it's hard to pinpoint sometimes the the first one um alfie first memory of memory of the um, den i think I, my memory is all the more about the teams we had really and um and highlights you know i used to love the team when we had Stephen Claridge, Stephen Reid. Um, uh, who else did we have there? Bloody hell. Um, Ifield, Paul Ifield. Um, that was kind of when I was growing up as, as a youngster, really. That's kind of the era and team that I watched the most. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that, that was kind of... That's all work kind of where our memories start, really. Yeah, my uh, boy just... goes to school. Hang on. My boy goes to school with um, Barry Coogan's um, kid. So I'll see him every day and we talk about how he got ripped a new arsehole by Ronaldo and, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and bits and pieces that like that. So, yeah. I oh, remember when Ronaldo did like, he did a bit of a skill down uh, by one of the corner flags and then crossed it. Is that what it's called? Yeah, and he chipped it across and it's, yeah, it was, uh, I suppose it's a good thing to say you watched him play when he was kind yeah, of on his quite, way up, really. It's quite funny because his boy is... Um, He's banging to his football and stuff, and he's like, you know, Ronaldo and Messi and all that. And you're like, one day he was talking what a while back now, and I just went like, your dad's played with Ronaldo, and he was like, have you? I'm like, <laughs> you, must have seen, you must have seen the video by now, surely. And his, dad, his dad's like, no, no, no. And then he obviously he, he talked to him into having a look, and it was like, yeah, no, look, your dad played against Ronaldo, mate. He's he's doing good. Do you know what I mean? He, 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 Got ripped a new arsehole, but yeah, no, we done all right. <laughs> you know what I mean, it was FA Cup final. I mean, you know, regardless, if that was the end of your career, but I mean, on defining moments of the career, I mean, obviously, how did you get the invite to play in the Open, and also, how was it to to be the best amateur there? Yeah, so two weeks before I won the uh, European amateur at Walton Heath. Uh, and the winner of that got a spot in the Open. So it was all very uh, last minute. Um, and then being the best amateur there was was unbelievable, really. Um, it put me on the map, um, opened up a lot of doors, um, and also gave me the confidence that one day I might be able to compete at the highest level. Who who was you paired with? Um, do you remember who you were paired with in all of your yeah, rounds or your final so rounds? The first two rounds I played with Ablam Lahir. Ahiri, is it? Ablam Lahiri, Wesley yeah. Bryant. Um, and then the third round I played with Thomas Peters. Yeah. And then the final round I played with Brandon Stone. As a as an outside as an outsider, and obviously we know what it's like when you play football. I know what it's like when I've been at the den, because I've been pitch side with doing different bits and pieces there. And the noise, the atmosphere is great. And I've played golf um poorly, but I've played golf. Um and that's a, a tranquil, silent, peaceful environment, birds singing, all of that. 
What's it like to play in the biggest game or the biggest game of golf in the UK um, with what? what's there? Probably 40,000, 50,000 people following around yeah. there. There's, uh, no, there's a mixed um, crowd, isn't there? 260,000 people got through there in four days. Wow. Uh, it's one of the biggest crowds they've had. It, and obviously, uh, being at Birkdale, it's so close to Manchester Liverpool, it's just banged out. You know? I mean, they love their, mm. love their golf up here. But, you know, with with the atmosphere, as you said, and all the people, that's something that I could never practice. I never knew how I was going to handle. Um, so, you know, it was literally first tee. You know, all the people like shouting and screaming. You know, we had loads of fans come up with their flags and everything. So it was a little bit like a football match at one point. Um, but, you know, I didn't really know how I was going to deal with that until that moment, really. And, um, you know, I'm just... Uh, well, I was just over the moon that I managed to get through it and be able to compete. Do you just and, blank it out or do you put earbuds in? I'm always a big believer, you, you know, you've got to feed off the atmosphere and, and try and use it to your advantage. Um, for how nervous I was, adrenaline and excitement kind of took it over and, you know, you just got to kind of embrace it. Um, so, yeah. Am I right in saying you might be able to correct me if I'm wrong here? Was you the the only amateur to make the cut that that particular I was, year? I was. So it was t- on the Friday night. I still got two rounds to play, but we kind of took over the um, one of the hospitality tents. There's probably a hundred of us in there, all singing, all dancing. There's beers flowing. It's because like, I basically already won, you know. But I'm like, I'm only halfway through the tournament here, so um, it was tough to pull away from the celebrations, but. Unfortunately for my brother, I just made sure I had plenty of balls in the bag. I was like, right, as long as we finish the last couple of days. His brother Caddy, Albert was on the bag, his brother. So I had two of them walking up. I was going to say, because that's quite a... I mean, I'd, I know following the golf to, to a certain extent, and that's quite... No, 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 hang on, hang quite... on, hang on, Stephen. Stephen, stop, 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 stop. <laughs> How many winners have you had betting on golf recently? Let's let's start that. I follow golf as if it's just an off cut. How, <laughs> how many winners have you had recently on picking placements and and, and people winning the golf? I've had a few. Yeah, yeah you, a few. you've done you've done well out of the bookies on it, haven't you? Yeah, I've done all right over the last over the, I'd say over the last few years. I've obviously followed the majors. You follow other tournaments as well, but yeah. I've had a bit of luck. I had Kepka in the last in the uh, oh, okay, in yeah, good. Oh, had well, um, good. a place with uh, Victor Hovland. In the Masters, and I've yeah. currently got um, Fowler and McElroy in the oh. open this time round. So he's just on behind us now. So you're doing yeah. well. I like. I, I do like my golf. My dad. My dad loves his golf. So this this yeah. show is going to be fantastic when it goes out. He'll <laughs> be the one to to really sort of um, want to want to watch this one. But it, it must going back to that 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 sort of second round. I mean, I don't know how often it's happened, but to to know you you're going to win that the medal have have that presented to you on the 18th two rounds before you actually get there i suppose as you say celebrating that afterwards it must be very unusual knowing you're, you're going to have that at the end of it what, yeah of how you play i think that's the thing I, for the big tournament going on around me i was kind of in my own mini tournament as such mm-hmm. um but i still have my own goals um uh, i think it was top 12 at the time gets a uh an invite back into the Open the following year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was still kind of chasing that. I was around 25th going into the weekend. Um, and you know what? I actually did, I shot one under on the Saturday, which I was really pleased with. But 
the pros absolutely blew me away. I think Brandon Gray shot the lowest ever open score and I actually moved backwards. I went from 25th down to about 47th or 48th. So, um, yeah, it was quite a tough day, really. But Sunday was nice. A little bit of a holiday, just relaxed, enjoyed myself, tried to take it all in and, yeah, that's it. On your final, you, you, you put the 17th, you put your final 17th and you're coming up to the tee for the 18th. And obviously you take take your tee shot, you, you're up there, and then you start making your way to that, that final dog leg in into the final hole where everyone and anyone is. Yeah. That must be you're so nervous of just wanting to finish to like say, yep, I've done it, I've I've completed it, I've got the silver medal. But there must be so much of you like ready to just let everything out so that you can actually just feel relieved. But on the same level, all that noise must be just pumping you so full of adrenaline. It must be unbelievable to just keep it all. That You know, the, the, the setting at Birkdale on the last, I've got the two stands either side with the clubhouse at the end, where all the members in that stand. Um, you know, and apart from actually winning the Open... I've had the same reception and the same walk down 18 as, you know, as Jordan Spieth did or that week. So, um, you know, I've probably got more of a reception and, and, and the feeling than second place in the Open, which, you know, which is probably a much better achievement. So, um, for me, you know, that's what kids dream of. I remember being a youngster late at night waiting for my mum and dad to pick me up like, oh, this putt's for the Open or, you know, let's try and get up and down on the chipping green for the Open or, you know, that was kind of me growing up as a kid reenacting that and to actually do it in a mini version uh, was exceptional, you know. It was almost dreams come true. I suppose and, it's also... Sorry, go on. I was, just, I was going to say to Darren, what, obviously you said that it was your two sons walking up the 18th. I, I would imagine you probably couldn't have imagined it would have gone any better than that, really. Well, I was crying my eyes out. Me and my wife, we, we was just in floods of tears and, if, you know, we we must, we must have been sixty handed Millwall up there. Do you know what I mean? So it was like we took the gaff over, we had flags up everywhere. It was hashtag Team Alfie, and um, I was just in floods of tears. It just opened up. It's a funny story. I've heard it a thousand times, but um, I come running down the stand after we'd won it, and I'm I'm skipping and jumping, and the BBC is outside. So the bird, what's her name now? I don't know. Quite a famous bird. She's, Stuck the mic in my face and she said, Mr. Plant, Mr. Plant, how do you feel? I went, how do I feel? I said, both my boys have just walked up the 18th for the Open. I said, um, Bill Yates, he, he couldn't afford that with his kids. He, blah, 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 he couldn't afford this. Blah. Anyway, got home. Well, so I said to the geezer at the BBC, I said, do me a favour. I said, we're lighting a bubble up here. Anything you get on the screen, can you put it on a USB stick? And when I get home, I want to watch it afterwards because I didn't know what was going on on the outside world. Anyway, I cut it all short. So we got home, we've all sat around the family. I said, come, we've watched, we've watched the highlights. So I plugged it in. So there I come, running down the stairs. Da, 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 da. Yeah, um, Bill Yates, they all went, who the fucking hell's Bill Yates? I mean, <laughs> I mean, Bill Gates, didn't I? Yeah. And they said that went to about 50 million people, you know what I mean? So I looked like, right, Pratt. But, uh, I, mean, yeah, was... I mean, obviously, we. We we got in touch. Well, I got in touch this week. We I, I sent you that um, 
that news article from uh, the Daily yeah. Telegraph, I think it was, with, um, yeah, with obviously the Cup, LA yeah. Country Cup. You've played there, haven't you? And, yeah, we played the uh, and Millwall, Walker Cup. Yeah, go on, sorry. And, and Millwall turned up there, and, and it was nice in the article where they turned around and when someone obviously said to him that, oh, Millwall's motto is no one likes us, we don't care. And they went, yeah, that probably should be ours as well because uh, that's <laughs> how we are. I mean, um, how was how was playing there with the Millwall following what obviously followed you over? Because we have a, a massive contingency of Millwall fans in LA. Uh, yeah. A pal of mine lives out there, Stuart, LA, mate. Um, and to play probably in one of the most exclusive clubs in the world. I mean, let's be honest, they they pick and choose who they want. They don't have film stars. Uh, I think Bing, Bill Crosby and people like that weren't allowed in. Ronald Reagan weren't allowed in until he was president uh, and the likes of that. And here we've got an old Kent Road yobbo <laughs> and, he, and, and his boy uh, walking around the LA Country Club in the middle of in the middle of what Beverly Hills Hollywood isn't yeah. it? It's literally just next to um, Rotunda Drive, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, right in the middle. Yeah, so yeah, great week. Yeah, kind of slipped in unnoticed, which was nice. Um, but yeah, what what a golf club! You know, the, all the members there and were great. They really looked after us, warm and welcoming. Um, and it's great to actually watch it on the TV now. You know, bringing back some memories. Um, you know, seeing the pros in it in the trees like I did that week. So, <laughs> like we could all do it, which is good. So and when you... obviously, go on, sorry, Mick. With, with that, obviously, you know, I'm sure we've all, and there's a lot of Millwall fans watching this, whenever you go to work or you turn up somewhere new and someone says, you like football, I'm a Millwall fan. And you always get that. There's always a, a comment or a reaction. And and what, what was it like? Obviously, you know, in America, we are starting to, obviously, we've got American owners and, and you know, there is following over there. Do do, do many people recognise Millwall on tour when if that conversation comes up? Are you flying the flag for us? Uh, uh, like Mick said, actually, while I was out, there was a few Millwall come out, they live in LA and, and approached me as I was walking around and I had a drink with them, which was nice. But the Yanks don't really know who Millwall was, but... Um, they did after we left, you know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah, we took far off. There was about 18, 20 of us out there. So they hung flags yeah. on the balcony yeah. of the yeah. LA Country Club. <laughs> so, so the 18th hole by the, yeah, the, the exactly. balcony, they no put flags knows. on the balcony. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we draped them all over it, do you know what I mean? You, you know, we, yeah, we took the gaff over it. But they're great, they're great people, they're good fun. They don't understand a lot of things, do they, the Yanks? No. You know, no. They're a bit dopey, aren't they? Sometimes at the best of time. <laughs> I, got about... I, got, I got married Sorry. in Vegas. So, yeah, I totally agree with you. I got married by Elvis in Vegas in uh, <laughs> 2018. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was fantastic. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Not, yeah. Well, 2019. You got the Playboy Mansion. That's just next door to it. That's on the. That's on the he, actually, um, he actually died the week we was there, to be fair. He died the week we was there, yeah. He yeah. had all. Um, so basically at the back of his house, he had like a little zoo with all monkeys and that in the cage. And he basically built that because they wouldn't let him join the golf club. He said, I'm going to put a zoo at the back that makes the loudest so, noise. And as you go and see off the monkey, oh, the yeah, monkeys, parrots and everything. Because yeah. <laughs> the, other, the other interesting fact, and again, this is not my fact, this is um, the Chris Evans breakfast show. They were talking about it yesterday when I was um, doing a long drive for work. And... 
Um, Lionel Richie has got a French chateau on the 14th oh, yeah, hole. He does. That's and, it, yeah. And that house has 123 bedrooms. Yeah. Is that what it's got? It's so big. Chicken. Honestly, I'm one of the par threes. You walk down and it's like on the it's like a corner plot. Um, it's huge, absolutely huge. I think Bernie Eccleston's got a house there, or his 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 daughter has, which is like another hotel, you know. <laughs> I said the driving range, they've got a driving range there, and they said that's the dearest bit of real estate in LA. That's the driving range. Yeah, that was I think <laughs> 350 million five years ago. Yeah, just about an acre, acre So loads of a lot. A lot of poverty out there, and a lot of homeless and things like that. It's mad. That's the that was that was the bit what shocked me with LA was when you drive around LA and you get to Skid Row, and there's literally people living in tents, going about a proper job where they've got like two or three tents is in like their their separate rooms in their house, and we saw a geezer getting dressed in a suit in the morning, and he's like got all these boxes and everything else inside the tent brushing his yeah. teeth and doing everything there and going. But it is literally like, I suppose it's like our cardboard city back in the day around Waterloo. Yeah. But they've just got tents everywhere. All, all around the central LA, it's just tents everywhere. It's, you know, if we you think we've got a homeless problem here, go look at LA and America and, and you'll really see what homelessness is all yeah. about. Contrast. Yeah, especially, especially where... You know, because we stayed just up. Do you know where Hollywood Bowl is? We stayed yeah. in the we stayed in the hotel next to Hollywood Bowl, and you come out of there and you walk down, and obviously you got Hollywood Boulevard and all that. But if you get down early enough when you walk around, there's people sleeping on the streets of Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah. So it's it's just really weird to put where you think that America and Hollywood is all this glam and glamour yeah. and all that. It's pretty. It's pretty much like a. Uh, a posher version of fucking Oxford Street, really. Isn't yeah, it? I, I thought Ollie was like Margate, you know what I mean? All yeah. that stuff. That's dirty there, wasn't it? You know, it's uh, we stayed in Santa Monica, which was quite nice, the beach there and that. But um, yeah, I didn't rate it. I didn't rate Hollywood at, at all. No, not, not really. really. No. It's a nice place, but the, you know, obviously where we was, was the course was fantastic. The place was fantastic. Um, I'll tell you another little quite funny story. Old <laughs> well. He, he come walking around George W. Bush with all his security guards. Must have had about 20 of them around him. So at the open, I had, um, I had caps made with hashtag Team Alfie. That was his logo. So me and Alf are standing there on the seat, like a practice thing. So I said, Alf, oh, I said, I'd love to give George Bush an hat, one of the caps, Team Alfie. He went, oh, no problem, Daddy. He went, oi, George, over here. <laughs> so George has come through Push the security guards out of the way, come over, and I put out I put an out on him. He met him the day before. He said, Yeah, he's a nice bloke, Dad. <laughs> Should have got a picture. You see, my claim to fame was is that you remember with you remember with the regen battle when um when we had the regen with obviously with Lewisham Council and all that lot. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I, yeah. I um hijacked or well, I got invited to Dulwich. Um Dulwich Hamlet was going to Parliament to do a little protest thing in Parliament. And I went there and I took some Millwall flags, flags um, scarves, just to get some photos. And he didn't even get a chance to know what was going on. I've just gone pop on Jeremy <laughs> Corbyn and took a picture, right? Not because I wanted Jeremy Corbyn to support it. I just knew that if I put that picture yeah, yeah. on the yeah. internet with the regen hashtag, et cetera, et cetera, yeah, it yeah. would just go mad, mainly through, through people abusing the picture. 
what's yeah, that yeah. doing wearing this and all yeah. of that but literally and it worked it, it just went mental but yeah no i just literally went pop photo <laughs> thank you i love that back and he didn't even know what was going on he just oh yeah yeah, yeah. So, no I, I i've done it but i can't be i can't beat a president unfortunately i've just got some homeless fella who used to be in the labor party so, <laughs> so we'll go back onto the Millwall bits of the set but Stepping from amateur, you've you won that big accolade. Did you have to then go pro, or was um, it more of actually all these doors have opened? I've got sponsors on at me. I've got golf club people throwing stuff at me. It's now time to go pro. And how different is it from being amateur to being, you know, pros? And I suppose you've got to earn your money being pro as such because of the sponsors and everything else. I mean, just how different is it being one yeah, I think the other? The, the Open was in um, July 2017 and it's hard to find such a good, uh, a good thing and a bad thing, but I almost wish I should have turned pro straight after the Open, kind of rode the wave and turned pro then and, and you know, just got going while I was full of confidence. Um, I did hang about for the Walker Cup, which was later in the year, September. So I kind of had two months of just being on cloud nine, floating around. Um, and I felt after Walker Cup, I kind of was in kind of a bit of a decline. And that was kind of when I was getting my opportunities. And um, it kind of felt, I've kind of, looking back at it now, it kind of went against me. So I kind of, um, you know, after such a high, you've always got to have a low eventually. Um, but yeah, so I didn't have to turn pro uh, as late as I did or, or as early as I did. It was completely my choice. Um, but the Walker Cup was uh, one of my dreams. It's on, on, you know, one of my lists to be able to accomplish and achieve. Um, and I was felt like I nailed on the team by that point. So that's why I hung on. Um, and the pro game is different, especially coming from an amateur level, because one, the support you have around you. I was in all the England amateurs like, set up, so I had, Loads like five or six coaches, they would used to travel to events, so you know, cover all expenses and costs. And it was kind of in your own little bubble, really. Um, and then when you turn pro, you know, it literally stops that day. So I lost all the coaches and you know, all that support, and it's all down to you all of a sudden. So, you know, a big adjustment. Um, if you want to have like such a great team around you, like you do when you're at the top of England game, then you know, expenses get tough. Um, so it is a big adjustment. Some people take it pretty easy. Some take a little bit longer. Um, but yeah, your journey is your journey and you can't change it. What was the best, once you went pro, obviously sponsors or freebies you get given to you through winning the Open probably onwards, but either the Open bit or when you went pro, what was the best freebie item you got given? This freebie item? God. It's all like golf related, you know. So it's like, did you get a driver, and that that driver now goes everywhere with you, or was it? Uh, you know, is, I was kind of getting that, you know, being a top amateur, you was kind of getting that service a little bit anyway. So the transition that way, um, you know, no one gave me a Ferrari, unfortunately, or a nice bowler. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. I haven't really got any favourite gifts, to be honest with you. And obviously, uh, just before coming back up onto Millwall, just one sort of final bit on the golf. Um, obviously, you said there that you'd, you know, highs and lows. 
where are you at now? What's the, the next move for you? What are you looking to, where are you looking to go with the golf? What, what's next? Yeah, so I'm playing on the Challenge Tour at the minute, which is the, uh, the championship of kind of the, the golf in Europe right now. Um, I've just missed out on top 20 the last two years, 31st, 38th. Top 20, get your European Tour card. So um, that'll be a full-time schedule. Um, so I'm kind of one league below, playing a couple of European Tour events, you know, in the mix of that. So I feel like I'm really close. Um, but really far at the same time, you know, until you get off that tour and get on the European tour full time. I'm um, not quite there yet, but the game's in good shape. You know, I've, I've learned a lot over the years, um, you know, practicing hard and, and traveling around. So um, fingers crossed, this is the year. You are still I guess... young though, aren't you? Uh, I feel <laughs> old out there now, but um, yeah, they say kind of once you start, get into 30 you've kind of got enough experience under your belt that you know you kind of start coming into your prime so hopefully whoever uh, come up with that is right i guess so it's the same obviously with football teams you start off as a youngster you play kids football you as a golfer you play you know rounds of golf uh, as an amateur and then you, you the, the practice probably intensifies even though you've you've made it as as a pro i suppose you're probably practicing and playing as hard as you are now than what you were when you probably first took it up yeah 100 percent, probably more um you know it's probably structured a lot better but you know even when you move up a league you know it's almost like the hard work starts there you know i don't think mm. it ever you know it ever stops i think every level you climb you feel like you've got to work harder or improve more um, but you know, it's little steps, you know, little little goals trying to hit week in, week out, um, but just gradually, you know, climb the ladder. And I assume, again, bringing it back to sort of a football um, themed, you know, most golf t tournaments, competitions, if you're successful, you obviously play your first two rounds, you're then invited back for the, the weekend, as they call it, and you yep. sort of play four days. Um, do you do you get to, to much football? It, does does golf kind of prevent you from getting to many games, or, or do you do you find a balance between the two? Uh, a little bit of a balance. Um, you know, I tend to play a lot all around the world at all different times. So around Christmas time, I try and get you know as many games in as I can because mm -hmm. that's when the off season is. Um, and then yeah, just try and squeeze them in when I'm home. Uh, the Saturday games, if I'm at a lot of Millwall games on a Saturday, then the golf's going terrible. So um, <laughs> I try and miss as many as I can, to be honest with you, at the minute. Uh, but yeah, Christmas time, I try and uh, cram in as much as I can. And I mean, obviously, this is just a question purely out of, purely out of curiosity. Do you, you know, have a lot of people that that sort of recognise you when you're you're out and about. Do, have you do you get that? I mean, obviously, you know, you look at someone like you know Rory McIlroy, Tiger Woods. You know, they. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Obviously, they're at the, the right top, top yeah. level. But do you do you, do you you have sort of like a following that, that know you from course to course? Do, do, does that come... Um, I think maybe you know, yeah. If you're an, if you're a big golf fan and follow it, they might recognise you, but mm-hmm. um, not really. Golfers, I think, tend to go a little bit under the radar. Um, he puts his bins on, goes undercover. <laughs> they probably know your old man most, don't they? One day, one day, yeah, Bill Yates is going to come up to you and go, "Thanks for the, yeah. thanks for giving me a call out on BBC." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So go back to Millwall then. Um, who's we'll go with you first on there, Darren? Your favourite all-time player? Um, my favourite all-time player it's got to be Erlock, isn't it? You know what I mean? I love Erlock. You know, um, Danny Macri favourite at the minute. You know, what I mean? I'm gonna gonna say Listen, that. I'm a bit, I am. I am in. Tonight, I, I am in the Danny Mac fan club. Yeah. Listen, just, here just come good, mate. He's ask, having a baby. Ask that fella there, mate. Listen, listen no, back to come no. on the show. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He's, you're getting your own bat now for the star of the show. I have not that. I'm not against Danny McNamara. I just think, like all if you professional back to footballers, episode twenty-three and twenty-four, <laughs> you might actually contradict that. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> No, listen, here, here come good, Danny. You mark my words, mate. You know what I mean? Right now, right now, that's Stephen's arsehole. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I stand by. I stand by what I say. If whether you're from the academy or whether you're bought or or alone or whatever, every footballer, there's Millwall fans demand the best from from their players, oh, and I absolutely. think. I think but I, 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 I'll say one thing, right? And it's, it's the same with Alf when he won the silver medal or Danny when they step over. I, and I've asked people this before, how do you deal with expectations? You know what I mean? It's such a powerful thing to deal with. You know, mm. you're expected to do something. You know, and it's, it's thankless down Millwall, isn't it? You know, you put one foot out of place and, and they're on your case. But he's got a strong character. He's a great, he's a great Millwall kid. He's a good player. And I'm and, sure, in my heart of art, he'll come good. And I'll tell you what, he's having a baby. Alf's just had a baby. Two weeks ago. Fucking hell, really? When Danny's one comes, it's not too far off. He'll he kick on, mate. Don't worry about that. That's to say, thanks, Mickey, for, for when Danny throwing me under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's right. Listen. You've never slagged I, him off. I'll go back no, and no, 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 no. I'm not saying that, um, and I've not. He's not the worst one, so don't worry. No, and funny enough, this is a side note, but Danny McNamara was actually born in the town in Ireland where my family are from. So um, I've got nothing against him. I just think that no player, whether you're from the academy or whether you're bought or on loan, should be against criticism. If he has a bad game, he might know that. But if he has a bad game, just like any of the players, they should be held accountable. That's That's just how it is. All I'll say is, before I go to Alfie and ask him for his most favourite player, I Throw would me say, under the bus again. No, 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 I'm not going to. What I'd say is, if Danny Mac plays in the position what he's plays the best in, he'd be a lot better than what he's doing at the moment. In the same way that if Alfie played off, you know, the 17th tee with a putter, 
he would be shit. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it, it, just leave that there, mate. I mean, those that know, know, and those that <laughs> don't, know, you can fucking figure it out. But, yeah, Alfie, um, yeah, your all-time favourite player? It's got to be Neil Harris, I think. Uh, we did a lot for the club. Scored loads of important goals. Um, yeah, met him a couple of times. Real nice guy, real nice demeanour. Um, knew what the club or what the club stands for and what it means to the fans. And um, yeah, I think uh, looking back on it, yeah, definitely him. All right, we've done the best one. We've done your best player. <laughs> Darren, worst Millwall player you've ever seen play at Millwall. Or wor worst player at the Den. We're, we'll open up a little bit. So you've Peters, got isn't it? Peters, a big lanky one. <laughs> Who's that? Is it Bob Peters, isn't it? Yeah, yeah he was Peters, terrible, yeah. wasn't it? Eight? Six foot six, couldn't even edit a fucking ball, could he? A terrible player. Oh. <laughs> oh, nice player. Oh. Don't worry, I'm not going to ask Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I acknowledge the test here, but... Oh, I don't know, actually. I'm not going to answer that one, boys. I don't know. He's got nasty boys. He's too nice. <laughs> I know it's like special athletes. <laughs> what's, what's your most between your both of you then? Your most memorable match? Oh, it's got to be. Oh, talking to Gary, Gary, Gary Alexander's son. I think that goal he scored at Wembley. That's probably mine. Yeah, I, I think um, Tim Cahill. Tim Tim Cahill getting us into the um, FA Cup uh, the final. The Sunderland, yeah, I was standing next to his dad, and they was all crying. Everyone was jumping about. I mean, and everyone was crying their eyes out there. <laughs> <laughs> it must be hard being your dad, you know, being when your son's there and does such a massive thing like that, or like Alfie, you know, getting the silver medal at the opening. It must be you're so proud, and and that's such a achievement. Overwhelming, Mick. Overwhelming. You can't even explain it. Do you know? Do you mate? play golf, though, Darren, or not? Yeah, yeah. I, oh, well, I, did, did, I run, I run a football club of twenty years. Alfie's eyes say, "Yeah, he tries." <laughs> <laughs> he can't beat me, mate. Don't worry about that. Well, there's his goal I'm for one of them days. I used to say, "You do ten press ups, I'll give you a tenner. He get the nine, I'll kick his hand away." I'm one of them days. <laughs> <laughs> he plays more football on the golf course, kicking his ball around. So. Have you ever, have you ever played um, football golf? Uh, I have actually, yeah, yeah, not that's close, a great right? game. It is it's a good right, game, yeah. it's a good game. <laughs> maybe, maybe one time when you're not playing, maybe like the lads from here and you, and we get a couple of others together. You know what really surprised me with that? Like, it's hard, would be, it? I don't know, 120 yards away or 150 yards, and I'd be like, oh, I can easily boot a ball that far, <laughs> kick it. It only goes halfway. <laughs> it's as if he's got lead in the ball, isn't it? Yes, it is. yeah. It's definitely a, a, a nightmare thing. But on on the on the memories and stuff like that, what is your funniest ever Millwall, Millwall moment? That could Ooh. be either Millwall fans at golf or or during a Millwall game. Do you know what? I I, I actually just find Millwall fans generally really funny at football matches <laughs> the things they come out with you know how they think like someone looks like someone and that i just you know they're, they're very witty and uh so you know, quick isn't they that's just so yeah. quick you know um but yeah they you know they do crack me up but um yeah just just in general really i just just love the football banter of it all you know i remember i can't think what game it was now a couple of seasons ago 
can't think what it was, what game it was now. But when the linesman, I think it was a linesman or a ref, missed a handball, and then literally every time he 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 went to do something, it was handball, handball, handball. <laughs> I can't I can't think what it was. It might not be handball. Someone's going to tell me that. But it was something where the ref was getting it every time for the rest of the game. He was just getting it. And uh, yeah, no, I can't. It's so, it's so simple, isn't it? But it's just, I don't know why, it's just, it's just hilarious, isn't it? The way it's the chant. Yeah. I mean, the, the chant, what I love from back in the day was Paul Shaw. Baldy, baldy, baldy Shaw. He's got nowhere and we don't care. Baldy, baldy Shaw. <laughs> and you just think, do you know what I mean? And, and it's like, you you mentioned West Ham at the beginning, but the West Ham chant about, what's his name, who's um, going out of Danny Dyer. And oh, it's yeah. like, you know, and you're like, <laughs> mate, and that was, so that was on fire, isn't it? I don't think you'll ever beat the Millwall one at the last game of the season last year at Bournemouth. What I was at was about Scott Parker. That was the best one. Oh, yeah. Parker, yeah. your mum's up. I'll give you a yeah. five. That, 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 that <laughs> That's a funny one. Oh, that was so funny. I was there. I was at, I was at the game with Ryan. It was just. I don't know yeah. who started that, but that was just oh, absolutely out genius. And it just didn't stop, did it? It just kept going and going. And when you I was thought, seeing it coming back in the motor, it. in the motor no. Were you thinking, no, it's over? No, yeah. it goes on again and it's on again. So yeah. Go on in, Stephen. Now now you've um you've recovered a bit and hopefully they've forgotten that you don't like Danny Mac. But uh, I hate you, Mickey. I really do. Um on the, he's getting me back for all the times I give him. Well, no, the, the fair, thing so. is, yes, yeah, Stephen, is your, your picture is big and bold. And as mentioned earlier, their niece is marrying Danny Mac, which means that Danny Mac will probably watch this show. I'm actually playing golf with on Monday, so I'll, I'll pass it on. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Well, I'm leaving. I'm leaving the podcast. This will be my last one. So, uh, we know where nice you live, Dumber. Yeah. We're coming round for that. Yeah, we're proud, we're proud to announce our new sponsorship for 2023. <laughs> Danny Mac. <laughs> <laughs> we are now officially known as the Danny Mac Fan Club. <laughs> uh, every every time I do a show now, I'm just going to have to say how good he is and how fantastic he is to try and um, so, to build some. I'll get Bill Yates on the other one. <laughs> 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 um, oh, I've lost my completely lost my train. So, make it on the subject of the best. You said obviously the best players and, and people that you yep. remember. I'm going to take it a little back to golf, just slightly. Who's the best player you've ever played golf oh, with? Oh, good question. Play golf with? <laughs> uh... Yeah. So either in a because obviously you know in you know sort of tournament to play, you're paired up with someone, or if you've played match play against someone, who's the best player you've shared I, I around with? If if it was going on the World rankings, it would have been Matsy Armour. I think he was number two or three in the world at the time. Wow. Okay. Um, not that we spoke much. He ain't got, you know, one word of English in him. So um, that was uh, pretty fun. But How impressive was it watching someone that close with their caddy and obviously being second, third in the world and you watching everything they did? Because you were probably watching him like a hawk, you know, yeah. what his caddy was saying. And making sure that you probably took the same hints as what he was. Yeah, play off this, play off that. Yeah, the green's got this much of a role and all of that. As your brother's going, I ain't got a clue. It's, it's, got a, clue it's a bit hard it to understand straight. when it's been Japanese on me. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's great. It is great. But there is hundreds of kids or men, you know, 
that you've never heard of who hit it as good as the best players in the world or even better. They just don't get through, you know. Um, so I've been in it long enough now that I've seen so much talent come through. Goosem. Um, yeah, Goosem was very yeah. good. Um, Goosem played him. He was good. But, you know, like even lads in the amateur days, like Dan Wasty, like people you've never heard of who don't even play golf anymore. Just the, the unbelievable. The Irish kid that's just won. What's his name, Dan? Huh? The young Irish boy that won the other Tom week. McKibbin. Tom McKibbin. He's, very good. What's it? He's very good. He won, like, won last week. He's 19. He's, he's good. But, um, there's loads. There's so much. There's so much talent out there. It's a bit, because of COVID, he was held up for three years. Like most of them, it's a backlog waiting to come through. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's uh, also changed now, isn't it? Because they say that, uh, again, something else was on the Chris Evans Breakfast, where they were talking about, you know, years gone by, the golfers would turn up on the course, go to the driving range, with a load of balls, bang them out. Their caddy would go pick them all back up and all that. Now they turn up with, you know, drive measuring devices and, you know, different balls, different clubs. You know, they literally turn up with a, you know, their own little lorry worth of equipment just to, mm. just to practice before they actually go onto the course. Yeah, the game's changed. Technology's now, now involved in it, you know, every part of life, but... Um, whether that's good or bad, you know, it can overcomplicate things. Some, you know, too much information sometimes bad. Um, but yeah, that, that, if you've got a pot of gold, there's loads of stuff you can buy. You can go absolutely mental out there. But um, yeah, it's, it's the, the game's changed, the world's changed. And obviously, you you said obviously at the start of the show that you you yourself made the decision that you didn't want to play football anymore it wasn't for you or whatever it was at that time and you decided to go down down the golf route i mean being playing in academy football obviously you're very similar you're trying to get the oh, we, there we go no, back. Still there. <laughs> you're trying to sort of take the first step to, to become a that's, professional football that's bill yates <laughs> <It's active. laughs> With with the golf, is it similar? You know, you say that there's a lot of players that fall by the wayside that perhaps don't quite make it and then then give it up. Is there a similarity between what you've experienced, perhaps at football at a young age, to golf? Is it similar, or is it because it's a completely different, you know, an individual I think, sport? I think golf's that they are very different. You know, football is all about opinions, uh, regardless if you are the best or not. You know, it can you cannot get through. Um, but with golf. Normally, you know, if you, if you are the best and, you know, you've got the financial support, you will get there in the end because um, it's all down to you. You know, it doesn't matter if someone doesn't like you or thinks you're no good. It's you, you, you know, it's, it's all lies on your shoulders. And if you if you shoot the scores and, and win, then you're going to keep going up. No one can stop you. And I'll, again, bringing it back to, to football, obviously, um, with... Is that Nicky? No, you woke up, Nick. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, my boy, my boy is on, on tablet, so I'm just saying, yeah. I just my alarm went off for that. I do apologise if everyone just searched in their pocket for their alarm with their iPhone. Going, Someone's driving down the M25. Going, as professional as ever on the podcast, Mickey. Always, um, always. For now, there. Um, we've already established mm. that, um, you know, the link with Danny McNamara. Uh, I'm not going to mention his name anymore, just so I can't be slandered anymore. Or <laughs> go any further with that. In the current squad, you're not allowed to say Danny. Who do you think is our is our currently our best player? And who's your favourite player in the current squad? Uh, well, I'm, in, I'm interested in seeing a new signing. 
lad from Scotland, the striker. I think there's somewhere we needed uh, definitely a different option. Um, I like Bradshaw. You know, he, he works very well. You know, he, he doesn't leave uh, anything on, on the pitch anytime he plays. Um, Good golfer as well, isn't he? I'm not sure, actually. He plays, does he? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. I think he does, yeah. And he's a good think... golfer, though, isn't he? Who? Danny? Danny, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's playing a bit now. I think uh, Billy Mitchell plays a bit. Isn't um, yeah. Savile really good? I'm not sure either. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I think he is. I he, think plays, Savile... he used to play a lot, I think, yeah. Yeah, I think Savile's pretty pretty near, near... If he isn't, he's near on scratch. He's supposed to be a right, right okay. around it. So, yeah. Hopefully he comes out Monday there. We can have a right little game. Take his money. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, you know, we, the question we ask a lot of our as a guests that we get come on this about memorabilia, things you've got from Millwall, whether it be a shirt or anything. Obviously, you've got your flags that have been to the other side of the world, have been draped on the, you know, the the, the balcony at the 18th. Is there any yeah. other sort of pieces of memorabilia that you have, Millwall memorabilia that you have that you're, you're quite proud of? Uh, yeah, I've got... I got uh, a couple of signed footballs, um, a couple of shots, uh, signed shirts. Uh, uh, the old white one, I think it was the away kit actually, um, which was nice. What the Giorgio one, or the yeah, Giorgio one, yeah. Um, so yeah, just, yeah, just a couple of shirts, a couple of footballs, and then. Yeah, the hundred flags we've got in the draw. <laughs> <laughs> I, I he guess won, so. he, won last, he won last year in Britain. He won the challenge to us. So I've got the Millwall shirt on underneath. Be jacket. He doesn't know I've got it on. Do you have um, anyway, anything? Do you have anything Millwall on your bag? Yeah, I've got two egg covers. Yeah, got two. Like, got it's got the den on it. I thought you had. Yeah, uh, I thought you had. But yeah, yeah, it's good. A guy, a guy on Instagram, Caddy Club. Uh, they do all your teams and that. It's brilliant. Yeah, really good. Anyway, he's won the tournament, so I've took the top off. I've run across the 18th, and it's, it's banged out there. There were two yeah. and a half thousand Frenchmen or so all round. So all I could do was, and I've got my shot. I'm running out to give him a cut. All I could do was, he's made one. He's made one. He's made one. There's quite a big French following of Millwall, yeah. I believe, yeah, because there's quite okay. a few of them on, on Twitter. So, um, yeah, well, and if you're... you're... Brittany don't consider themselves French. They don't. They don't. They reckon they're different. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, it was quite funny. But he went, Dad, what are you doing? <laughs> but I've always wanted to do it on the 18 for the shirt on, and I did it. A bit like Liverpool. Well, he had his suit pads on and shorts as well. That's the thing. That's <laughs> it. Yeah. Fuck it, It's a bit like. So uh, yeah. And and I mean, I've just finally for me, I mean, I, I look at it from the fact being a Millwall fan, you know. It, it must it must be so nice for you. Obviously, you've got your dad, you've got your, your brother, you've got people that come and go around the world with you that support you. But w what's the feeling like perhaps when you're, you know, I don't know, 150 yards from the green and you're looking over the back and you can see a big Millwall flag in the background? It must give you a little <laughs> bit of pride seeing that as you're playing your last shot into the green. Yeah, of course it does. Um, you know, it's uh, a completely different look on a golf tournament. You know, it's not as you said, very normally prim and popper and very quiet. So, you know, we bring something a little bit fresh, a little bit different to uh, the golf tournaments. But yeah, we love our football and we love Millwall. It's kind of been in our family for generations now. So it's good to uh, bring them both together. So while we're on that, generations and everything else, and it'll be good to get both of yours and we can see 
because it is an age thing, I, I, I think. And we'll start with you, Darren. Um, the th- top three Millwall rivals. Um, top three, West Ham, Chelsea, Leeds. There you go. Alfie? Are you talking about football or the other thing? No, football. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, don't worry. That's another show. That, that, that's on Patreon. <laughs> What's your top three rivals here, Alfie? Yeah, I think West Ham, West Ham Leeds. Um, yeah, maybe Cholton, because I've got a lot of Cholton, mate, so maybe stick out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think if you look Oops, at the old field for that, it's, it's Chelsea, isn't it? But, um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's all good. I think as long as we... What was that thing you posted in the group the other day, Stephen? I think it's if we don't play... As long as we don't play him or lose to him competitively by... I think it's July the 27th, isn't it? Is it July yeah, the 27th? Yeah, so we can't. Not? It can't happen. Yeah, so it can't happen. So Mrs and my German Shepherd tried to... Um, is that, your, is that your frozen? Is that your frozen cut, Mickey? No, thank God. But yeah, <laughs> nice, <one>. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately... Unfortunately for you, uh, just a minute over Alfie's shoulder, it's going to be Danny Mack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're putting rice on you. No, um, no, no I've done a show once where my, my every time I'm recording a show at night, my daughter will say to me, and she's out at a minute, and proud dad because she's finished the GCSE, she's done really well. She went for a job interview today and literally walked out of the job interview and they phoned her straight up and went, would you like a job? And um, and believe it or not, it's not bad money for being 16 years old and she's got a new job and she starts oh. shortly. So, yeah, proper proud for her, mate. Really, really proud daddy moment. Yeah. So, yeah, good, good luck, luck to her. Good, good luck, luck. Hills. Um, But, yeah, no, I've done a show once and my daughter, every time I'm recording, she will make me a cup of tea in the most weirdest cup. So that could be um, uh, a princess cup or a... Uh, a frozen cup or something else, and she's even given me cups before with the metal letters, you know, with the stick on letters. Yeah. I love West Ham written on it without me. So, <laughs> so she had put it on this side without me yeah. noticing. So that when I go like that, it'll literally be like, I love West Ham sitting on there. And I'm like, so I've hidden a lot of the W's now, so she can't get me on that one no more. But yeah, whatever. <laughs> I love Danny Mac on it next time. I'm yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. No, so, I need yeah. that one. I need that one. I, need to <laughs> that Christmas. I reckon what we should do is set Danny a target. If Danny can score five goals in a season, we'll get a little love heart with I love Danny Mac on for Stephen. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I'll, uh, I'll agree to that. I'm oh, agreeing to that. He's got to play higher up for that, unfortunately. But that's what know. that's my thinking. He plays in defence, so I might be all right. But like, look, as I say, I have not. Can got you imagine if next Matavara. season he scored five? I'll be playing this clip over and over <laughs> again. <laughs> I'll be outside his door. Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll have we'll have Sammy, mate. She'll be the one. She'll be the one. Star is it? Star tattoos? I think it is. She'll be. Um. She'll be on you, mate. She'll be sitting there tattooing live, mate, on you. I love Danny Mac. Yeah, that would be. That would be it. That's no, to be not, in a painful not... place, like on your chest or something, no, or, or on your no, neck. I'm so more every, than happy. Every, every episode. <laughs> no, I'm more than happy if 
I'm maybe not a tattoo. I'm more than happy. If you want to <laughs> stitch me up with something, if he scores five goals, as I say, I've got a lot of time for him, but no one is above criticism at Millwall. No, not at all. So, no, he knows it. He says that now in the safety of his own house. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I'm, I'm when, right see, when Darren sees you down the den, mate, oh, he's going to go down with no, his mate. I'm, Yates. I'm, <laughs> I'm just waiting for next season. I know what's going to happen. We'll go to the awards and you stitch me up and we'll have Danny McNamara on our table and he's sitting right next to me. And you're like, all right, I'll just... That would be so funny, but no. It's four off a of duck back with Danny, mate. Here come, good. You watch. I hope he does. I hope he does. He's quality, Dan. He's quality, mate. I've watched him all his life. He's a quality footballer. He's a great lad. He's a great person. He's got a great family around him. So, you know. No, it is definitely. But it's a Millwall way, isn't it? Unfortunately, you know, he knows the way it is. Millwall fans will always get on your back. And then when you're doing well, they're they're thingy. But those that know, know. um, You know, and and that's it. I think that's probably... The best cool. bit to, to say the least on that bit rather than anything else. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, we've done the memorabilia. We've done that. I think we're pretty much covered. The only bit what we're taking now, obviously, because we're recording this on the Friday night and it's obviously going out on the Sunday night when the Open it, or uh, the US Open started to finish. So, who do you think is going to win then, Alfie? I knew you were going to ask that. Once once uh... this is going out... It's, you're either going to be made to look as if you absolutely know everything about golf yeah. or you're completely wrong. Um, Shoeflay's up there at the minute. I think he's not going to be too far away come Sunday. He's very steady. I like the way that golf's on in the, in the foreground. Yeah, that's you see it in your glasses. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, McElroy again, you know, he's won plenty of majors, a lot of experience there. I don't think he's going to, uh, you know, be too nervous if he's coming down the stretch on Sunday. But the US Open is always a great one to watch as a, as a bogey or a double bogey around the corner at any moment. Um, you know, there's some big swings all the time. So uh, just hopefully it's exciting. And um, yeah, so it's a good one to watch. You've played this course. Yeah. What was, what do you class for people who are watching, where what holes do you think are the tricky ones? Oh, God. It all depends on where the, what the rough's like, to be fair. When we was there, the rough was really thick. So as soon as you went in there, you'd have to wedge it out. So they was all tough. If you missed the fairway, they're all tough. Um, but the greens are lightning quick. They've got some big slopes. Um, I think they was actually saying on the radio earlier, where they're too quick, they can't use much of the green at all because they're too slopey, uh, which maybe if they slowed them down a little bit, they could probably get some more interesting flags or more dangerous flags. But uh, overall, the course was a lot tougher then than it seems to be now. The scoring, I think, is pretty good. I will say, I'll ask you this one question. What's your biggest putt recorded, so playing in a tournament or whatever, and... What's your biggest putt no one's seen? Uh, and I'm only going on that. He's seen, what's his name the other week? He got a 72 footer, didn't he? Can't think of his name now either. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So the biggest putt recorded uh, probably would have been about 40 or 50 feet. Um, but biggest putt no one's seen. Oh. 
it must be about the same. I don't know, actually. That's I was f- waiting for you to go, oh, 130 foot, you know. No, no, no. There is one I have seen, though, I think. I think it's uh, the swimmer in the Alfred Dunhill. I think he hold it for about 80 yards or something. Yeah, ridiculous. he did. Yeah. Who was uh, that one? The best one I've seen, Elf, and I might, I might include it in this, but the best one I've seen was the one with, oh, what was his name? It was the one where Donald Trump was looking at the ball and um, the other old golfer just went like, just easy. And he just literally come out and just lined up with his club, just literally walked up to the ball, dropped the ball and went, about there's right. And he just went, bang. And oh, that was Jack Nicholas. I've seen that, yeah. Yeah. And that was just, he just, the confidence in him just went, that's easy to do. Look, do you want me to come and show you? <laughs> and Donald Trump was like, yeah, go on in. And he just came up, got to Paul and just went, pop. And it just flew straight in the old, didn't it? It was, it was as if it was magnetised. It was, it was, yeah, yeah it was superb. So, um, yeah. His best, round, his, his best round he's ever had is this week, funny enough. Tuesday, was it? Yeah, Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday, he round. shot 10 under around Sandra's Park with no bogeys. So that was nice. quite good. I, I walked around and watched that. Four of us were walking around. That was very, that was I, think my, I think my best round is about 38 over. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've got I've got two two more Go questions on. for you, if I, if I may, um, Alfie. The first one's a little bit of a spoof question. The second one's a bit more serious. Um, I'm assuming you've seen the uh, film Happy Gilmore. Yeah. Have you really tried to give it a Happy Gilmore before in your career? Oh, yeah, loads. You've always got to and, do that the driving range. Yeah. It, yeah, on the driving range, I think everybody you've, I've ever asked that question to has done it. And, and finally, from me, obviously, I, I do like the golf. I'm actually going to the Open. I'm going to the, the final day. Um, Royal Liverpool, yeah? Yeah, Royal Liverpool uh, in July with, with my dad. And I, I love I love a day at golf. I love, I love playing. Well, you, might, you might see us there because we're in the Open qualifier next. A couple of weeks, yeah. A couple of weeks at Royal St. Paul's for final qualifier, the 4th of July. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, don't bring Danny Mac because that. that <laughs> but um, what's the best course in the world that you've played at? I know we've mentioned a couple, but what would you say is is, is your the best course you've ever played on in the world? Um, so I like a few close to home. I like Sunningdale. Um, I always love playing there. Really nice. Um, played one in South Africa called Leopard Creek, which is on the Kruger National Park. Mm-hmm. So get all the animals and that around, which is great. Um, yeah, they're probably my two favourite, I would have thought. So, 2031, the Ryder Cup, you, you've got a bit to go to possibly get into the Ryder Cup, maybe. But say it goes your way, you get into the Ryder Cup, potentially it's going to be at the London Club. Right. By the time that's built, potentially there's going to be the new training ground of Millwall. Just behind, yeah. So... Oh. Imagine what it would be like if you could get into the Ryder Cup, so and then play with obviously the Millwall lot, Millwall ground or oh, Millwall training ground the big, biggest right behind you. Biggest oh, Absolutely. Yeah. Considering at the Ryder Cup as well, the Americans tend to make themselves known in America. You imagine the Americans stood behind the team, you've got about 2,000 Millwall fans <laughs> trying to put them off as they go to take their seats. It'd be fantastic. <laughs> It'll be, it'll be unreal. But look, look, I thank you very much for joining us. Um, I know you've got a tournament coming up shortly and you're you're on your off time. So thank you very much for yeah. 
um, taking time out on this evening and getting involved. Um, it's been a giggle. Um, we need to do another one of these at some point. Maybe, maybe just a, uh, maybe we need to get on a golf course with you at some point and just have a have a laugh. Like, and you, yeah. you could teach us how to play golf, but yeah, or, or <laughs> how to improve our our stance, or maybe we just do some happy Gilmore swings. But well, I think we need to look at at doing something going forward with this because it could be quite funny. Um, and I appreciate your time. And uh, I've known your dad for a while. I've spoken to your dad a few times and uh, and helped with a few bits, what he's done and stuff, but um, reposting and stuff. And, mate, you're definitely worth worth a crack in it. And, and thank you very much for getting involved. Oh, cheers. Well, thanks for having us. Thanks for bringing us on, boys. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I echo what Mickey said. I mean, as I say, I do like my golf. I'm terrible, so I'm not going to I'm not gonna claim to be any good, but I love my golf. I'm probably going to go and watch a bit of it now. Get, um, a Danny, get a Danny Mech shirt and he'll give you some lessons. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, wait for it. Stephen's gonna go, yeah, but I've got to bring my dad. But yeah, no, that's that his dad's gonna be his caddy. So yeah. Well listen, if you're watching this, this is the first time you've seen it, you don't know anything about us. Um, we're just a few lads that run a Millwall podcast. Uh pretty much we talk bollocks most weeks, but we are talking honest bollocks about Millwall. Um and we are very, very different to any other Millwall podcast. If you've not watched us before and you're only watching it because Alfie plants on it, don't worry, that's fine. Just press that subscription button uh, because that does us the world of good with YouTube, means that they put us even further. It's every subscribe you give us, they give us a new key that opens up a new door. So it's beneficial to us, costs you nothing, and it's easy. Follow us across social media. Um, this is another one of the pre-season games, more of a special uh, we'll be back hopefully next week. Uh, we just need Millwall to sign some more players other than uh, Lendog. Uh, so, yeah. Thanks very much for joining us. Thanks, Stephen. And uh, really sorry for throwing you in front of the bus all the time. Thanks, I'll Dan. get you back. No, I'll you won't. You back. No, you won't. Anyway, that's it from us. See you again soon. Yeah, Bye-bye. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.